up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese joining us again today. Made me go solo last time. Surprise event last week, but hey, back to redeem himself. I know he had himself a tough weekend with his favorite teams. Uh, tough to watch for him. I kind of felt bad there on Friday night sitting in the hotel room in Atlanta. It was, was hard. It was tough to watch, man. I felt really bad. I wanted to talk to you and see how you were doing, but I kind of held back a little bit. I did eventually ask, but I kept my distance. So let me ask you, outside of those two games, how was your weekend and how have you been? <laughs> uh, besides the two games, yeah, it was fine. It, you know, it's always rough losing those type of games and losing by that much. But overall, good weekend. Kind of just hung out with the family. Um Watched some football yesterday. I really stayed away from the TV on Saturday. Didn't really want to watch much. Uh, I ended up watching a little bit of that Ohio State-Wisconsin game but at the end. But other than that, I didn't. I actually didn't watch a single play of the Georgia-LSU game or the uh, Oklahoma-Baylor game. Just had no interest in it. It's just I need. I needed some time away. <laughs> it it was it was a rough Friday night for sure. Um, but speaking of the LSU Georgia game, I think we all got to just jump into this and hear all about your weekend since you were there. Um, it was just to catch up on that. I was there. Um, I got to go with the stick to football guys again, and they hosted the Johnsonville tailgate directly outside the stadium. Sean Alexander was there. That's a cool dude. He was part of it. Uh, he got to sit up there and talk with Melo the whole time. I got to talk to him for a little bit afterwards, got a picture with him. Um, but just being in Atlanta outside the stadium and being in Olympic Park where they were doing the tailgate scene, um, it was pretty cool, dude. It was an awesome experience. I got I flew Delta. I was telling Teresa this before we hopped on, and I usually just do Southwest. I flew Delta this time. So much better. It was so nice. I got TVs in the back of the seats. You're not watching stuff on your phone. The Wi-Fi on the plane still shit. It didn't matter if you wanted to get on Twitter. You couldn't. Free Wi-Fi doesn't matter. It's more like just no Wi-Fi. We're telling you it's free because there's nothing. But the free movies are pretty good. Uh, other than that, dude, it was awesome. The moment when you walk into the stadium for the uh, in Atlanta where the Falcons play, everyone knows. The moment you walk into that stadium, it just opens up to the field. That Halo board is massive. That stadium is loud. It's just a fantastic time. It was an awesome experience. Glad to be there. Uh, trips to and from were great. Awesome weekend. Awesome weekend. And the Chiefs won. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But the fucking Chiefs beat the Patriots. Comes down to the wire. It was nice to have a couple calls go our way. It was nice to see that happen this year. I love fantastic weekend for me. The exact opposite of you for your team's games was great for me. I'm sorry, but I had a fantastic weekend. That's great. I mean, you were you had a fantastic weekend because Texas didn't play this weekend, though, to be fair. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Um, speaking of that, though, some news broke yesterday, and that's the, the Utah Utes are heading to Texas for the Alamo Bowl against uh, those Texas Longhorns. Yes, sir. That's just a home game for the old boys in orange. It's going to be good. Exactly way the Utes want it we want to be able to beat you just very close to home you know I kind of have a feeling you're going to (laughs) if here's the if though if your players play in the game you don't sit out they don't sit out 
None of your star players are going to – all your seniors. You don't think all any seniors. of them sit out? No, they all want – they're not all ending off of that loss. The only one that's questionable is Julian Blackman because he got hurt. <laughs> so they're it's all going to be playing. a good game. No, it's not. We're actually going to kick the shit out of you. Oh, oh so you're going to be like this. I am going to be like this. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. In late January, we are uh-huh. heading to Mobile, Alabama together. Yes. Loser, losing team, buys the winning team, drinks for the night. Fuck. <laughs> deal. Deal. Okay. Are you sure that's, you want it to be buying drinks? Yeah. No. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another time. We can't do the buying drinks. We can't do the buying drinks. It doesn't have anything to do with me or yeah, with you. Yeah, because it's, you, yeah, because you don't drink alcohol and it's unfair. I get it. So one hundred percent. Um, yeah. I think that really it should be like the shots that have to be taken. Done. What? How many like you want? A certain type of shot or God. shots. What like, you got? You, some nasty ass like shot lined up, though, right? Like you like fireball and that type of shit, right? No, I hate fireball. Good, me too. God, I'm, that's why we're friends. That's why we're friends. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, okay, we need to come up with something though because we'll it figure has, it out. There's no way that we can wa- we can go to be watching this game and being like, yeah, we didn't bet on this. With I have to wear you. I have to watch you wear that stupid Texas hat every single week on this podcast, and I, oh. I've had to deal with it for so long. I just you don't like the hat. That's my favorite hat. <laughs> it's actually a really awesome hat. I wish they okay, made. I wish they made you. I bought two more. <laughs> it's really really cool. Um, okay, we'll think about it. Maybe we'll put something on Twitter for a bet. We need to we need to figure something out. But I'm very very excited that they're playing because. The youths just need to play good Power Five conference type guys or type teams. So very excited yeah. about it. Yeah, it's gonna suck if they go, they go into Texas after losing to Oregon and then they lose again. Like, man, that's just it's a tough way to go out for those seniors. You'd hate to see it. You would hate to see it, but yeah, luckily we won't. Luckily yeah, we won't. I mean Texas wins bowl games, but it's okay. Um, uh, Whittingham has the best record out of any coach in bowl games. Okay. Cool. Don't don't forget we kicked the shit out of Nick Saban too. Like we we'll beat anybody in in bowl games. When did you kick the shit out of Nick Saban? Like six years ago. <laughs> what? I mean, you still talk you still talk about your national championship game too, and how uh, how Vince Young was supposed to win the Heisman. He didn't win the Heisman. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm talking. I was mainly talking about last year when Texas beat Georgia. That's uh, mainly what I was going towards. That's fair. And we got the we're back. They ain't fucking back. <laughs> Maybe they are next year when there's some experience and no injuries. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a fun game. I know the shit talking is going to increase the uh, the closer we get to that date. When is the actual date of that game? Do you know, Trees? Uh, December thirty first, I believe. Thirtieth. Oh, oh baby, let's go. 
It's on like Donkey Kong. We're heading into 2020 as winners. Hook them. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, let's move on to some games then, I guess. Well, no, let's finish out some college stuff. So okay. we obviously have the four in. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, crazy that Clemson is third. I still don't really get that. And then Oklahoma making the way in. I think it's kind of, I mean, I, I get it, but it's just, I don't know. Of course, they find a way to sneak in. So it's LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Those are the four. Yep. Clemson and Ohio State. I feel like that's going to be a really good game, but I wish that could have been. I guess there's no way handling that because then it's either LSU and Ohio State or either one. It's just it's going to be a good series. I feel like Oklahoma's going to get blown out, and it's just going to come down between Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson. And I think Ohio State is going to lose. No, excuse me. They're going to beat Oklahoma. Ohio State's going to beat Oklahoma. And then LSU is going to beat Clemson. And then that's where we'll be. And I think LSU ultimately win it. Um, Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I don't have anything else to say. I, I kind of agree with everything. So what about Heisman? They announced Final Four today. It's going to be Burrow. I mean, there's just the play that he made that where he he evades the defender twice. You know what I mean? He rolls that to the right, sucks in, then he goes around, breaks his ankle, and he rolls all the way back out to the right and throws that ball down the field. I remember standing there next to Melo going like, oh, where's he throwing it? And all of a sudden you see the receiver just wide open. And you can tell like everyone saw the receiver open at the same time because the the crowd just erupted. And then for it not to – I don't think he scored that play. I don't think it turned into a touchdown. But – it was awesome. It was so electric. There's so many Georgia fans. They, man, those kids, like Georgia frat boys, or just those college aged kids from Georgia, are freaking crybabies. I've never seen anything like it in my life. That tweet that I had of the one kid throwing his hat down and his mom yelling at him, that kid was a college aged freshman, sophomore, <laughs> sitting there with his mom and dad. It was a bad look. Bad, bad look for the Georgia kid. And then there were a couple kids to the right of us who were just throwing temper tantrums. I mean, kicking the back of the seat, throwing their hat. One kid threw a bottle, a water bottle in frustration, hit the seat. It bounced in the air and flew down the stands and then hit an opposing Georgia fan walking up the stairs. And then they got into a yelling match. Then LSU scored again, and they were just pissed. Oh, it it was so awesome to see it. I loved it. I'm I'm kind of an LSU fan now. I've I've seen three games and I've watched them win three times. It's fantastic. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Um I I mean we'll break down bowl games more uh when we get closer and stuff, but one of the ones I'm very excited about is actually Boise State versus Washington. I think that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be a good one. With him retiring with Washington's head coach retiring, obviously coming from Boise State. I kind of thought that was a nice touch. And, and Boise State's had like a quiet good year. They haven't been anything great, but I mean, they've had a quietly good season. 
So I think that's going to be a decently good bowl game. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the NFL talk. We're not going to go over every NFL game at this point. We're in week 14. Every team's playing. Some of these games were just kind of a wash. Uh, Cowboys and Bears game, kind of a kind of a blowout with the Bears. Cowboys are not looking good. They were favored by three, and they did not win. Mitchell Trubisky looked okay. He looked like he could play the position. I said he looked good. Trees pretty much laughed in my face and said, no, he looks like he can play the position. The Chargers and Jaguars game. Um, yeah, I like I said, we're not going to cover every game here. I'll probably have a little tidbit to say about all of them. I didn't watch all of them back. But this game I did just for shits and gigs. And my first question, who the hell pissed off Austin Eckler before this game? Because he just ran like a madman. Like he just freaking plowed through that entire defense over and over and over again. Phillip Rivers looked good. Mike Williams was catching balls down the field in physical situations. And then the Jaguars, I just, what the fuck's going on, Trees? Uh, they've given up. <laughs> they just don't give a shit. Their roster sucks. Uh, now that they're starting to get banged up, they just have no talent in the, at their backup positions. And, uh, I mean, they're going off of thinking that they're still the 2017 Jags. Defensive coordinator picks the same fucking plays over and over. Uh, offensive line's playing like shit. Uh, can't wait for the draft. Move Cam Robinson into a guard position. Draft a new left tackle. It has to be done. Uh, they need just playmakers on the defensive side, just all over the place. Still need another wide receiver. Like I mean, it it's a multiple multiple year fix is really what it is um i'm actually really upset that everybody's starting to jump on this wagon uh i know i we, i brought it up one episode I, like a month ago uh that i really wanted them to take Corey little littleton the rams linebacker i was like oh yep. i love him love him and then yesterday i saw a whole bunch of people jumping on twitter and saying how good he was and stuff i'm like damn it everybody's starting to catch on uh i thought him and a Miles Jack would be a nice little combination. He'll probably be way too expensive. Not going to be able to work that out. Uh, so they might have to just draft one, uh, which is fine. Uh, there's a lot of good linebackers in this draft, so good with that. Um, but it's really about it, man. Um, Minshew just looked like he hadn't played for a month. I mean, he had some really good plays. He had some passes that you probably wish he had back and everything, but like he didn't play horrible. I mean, they just kind of just... We're just down the whole game. like So, I mean, it is what it is there. Uh, the offense is fine. Like, the offense is fine, right? Like, I think DJ Chark, uh, Fournette's still playing well. Minshew's there, right? Like, it's not like they need a ton of things there, but they still need help. Another wide receiver, another lineman, maybe a tight end, which depends on who their new head coach is, new OC, on how important that actually is, the tight end position. So we'll see there. I'm sure they'll want to give Josh Oliver another shot because he only played two games this year, his rookie year, before going on IR. So um, we'll see. But the defense just needs help everywhere is basically what it's at. Uh, very shocked that I, we didn't wake up to some sort of news about firings today. Like Just with how bad the team's played the last month, you just thought it would happen. And especially the way they got blown out. I mean, I do agree with you that someone definitely should be fired. But who knows what's going to happen there. The Panthers-Falcons game. Falcons just had a good combat game. Um, it was good to see Matt Ryan kind of get things rolling again. Devontae Freeman had a big game. 
Uh, Calvin Ridley is now out for the rest of the season with an abdominal injury. So he is gone, but he had a pretty good game as well. Um, and has looked really good the last couple weeks. So you don't really like to see someone go down with an injury, even though it is week 14. You don't like to see anyone's seasons cut early. Um, and let's go ahead and get into our first game that we're going to break down. So it's going to be the Ravens versus the Bills. The Ravens were favored by five and a half. They did cover. So I will go ahead and take that spread and that win there. Thank you so much, Trees, for picking the Bills. But I will tell you what. The Bills should have won this game. They had several opportunities to do so, and it just didn't happen. So I'm just going to kind of go down my notes here. I got a lot more notes for these games since I didn't watch as many. Um, and my first one is going to be that the Bills' defense had a lot of stops against Lamar Jackson. They, they kind of found a way to keep him contained at times and kind of i mean they got a couple sacks a couple key stops and they got the ball back to their offense but the ravens defensive line was just absolutely unstoppable anytime josh allen needed time in the pocket or to be able to do something he didn't have the time he the the bills d or offensive line excuse me was not able to provide that for him and it showed so if he would have if he was able to get that extra amount of time it would have been good if the bills offensive line or running backs could have picked up the blitzes from the ravens that would have helped out but it just really wasn't there. Um, Singletary, I felt like he had a pretty big game. Um, did enough to keep kind of everything rolling and for him to be the future back for that team going forward, which is good. And one thing that the Bills really need that I kind of added with a little bit ago on how they should have won this game is that the Bills need a big receiver. They need a true number one receiver that Josh Allen can rely on. It's just not going to be John Brown and Cole Beasley. They can make plays at times. We saw the the out route to Cole Beasley for the touchdown. May not have been a pick play. Maybe it wasn't. Marcus Peters wasn't happy with it. And then they go right back to it for a two-point conversion. That's what they needed. But then it comes down to the end of the game on a fourth and eight. And John, or excuse me, Josh, Josh Allen is throwing the ball to John Brown across the middle on a slant. And Marcus Peters gets the credit for breaking it apart. But in reality, it was just John Brown dropping the ball. That ball hit both of his hands. Went right through his fingertips. Bills could have had a touchdown there, tied the game, and we're going into overtime, and it's going to be an exciting end on who wins that game. Because if the Bills win, that shakes up the AFC, especially with the Patriots losing and the Chiefs winning. Like, that shakes things up. And also with the way the Texans got blown out. So that's it for the Bills. Really here for the Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson has won the MVP. He did it this game. This game just sealed him winning the MVP. He made too many plays. He's taken too many ankles. The creativity in his touchdown passes, whether they're left-handed, whether they're right-handed, whether they're shovel passes, he's doing enough to make things happen and give himself the argument for winning the true MVP race this season for the 2019 season. And then one more thing I want to add for the, the Ravens is just how complete their team is. Their defense is solid. They are set in stone. And then one more thing for this Ravens offense is there's so many easy shots for Lamar Jackson. That touchdown pass that he had to Hurst, I mean, there's just so many times where people are worried about him going underneath. You know what I mean? They're, they're doing the read option thing or the lower route, the lower routes for his receivers, and then he goes over the top to Hurst, and then Hurst outruns everybody. I didn't know Hurst was that fast. But it's just like the Ravens are getting those easy looks and those easy touchdowns for Lamar Jackson, and it's just boosting his numbers. And it's not to discredit Lamar Jackson. I've been doing it all season like an idiot. But at some point you have to go, all right, they've got something figured out and it's working. 
But I do, I do wonder and I do question when they get to the the postseason and the playoffs, and they're playing a team whose sole purpose is this is either our last game of the season or we're going on to next week as well. Let's figure out everything we can. We've watched this all year. What do we have to do to keep the tight ends contained, to keep Lamar Jackson contained, and to not have anyone break off for a big run or a big play? I think it's going to happen. I think someone's going to figure out the Ravens. I just, I just, I have a feeling they don't have enough playmakers on offense outside of Lamar Jackson in a big run play, but because he's not making any clutch throws along the sideline or anything like that. These are all open passes in the middle that turn into touchdowns. I just have a feeling. That's it, Treese. What do you got to say? Uh, I, I kind of disagree with. Actually, I really disagree with you. Uh, I mean, the team is just too good. I think that even if somebody slows them down, the defense is elite. It's gonna slow. It's gonna slow the, their opponents down. Sure, maybe he doesn't put up the godly numbers that he that he is right now, but because it's gonna be against better defenses. But I, there's too many things that he can do with hitting. Tight ends, hitting running backs, letting the run game go, him run it. I mean, uh, Hollywood Brown's been playing great. Willie Sneed's a touchdown machine all of a sudden. I just, I think that, I think you want them to fail is kind of what I think. I want what? I think you you want the, the, Fal- or the Falcons, the Ravens to fail. It's not that I want them to fail. I just feel like they're beatable. I think every team's beatable. I think that's pretty clear this year. Well, well, okay, yeah, that's no, a get, no, line, but no, no, but for real though. Well, last year we all thought, okay, like the Chiefs and Patriots are the only like those two teams feel like they're unbeatable. You felt that way last year, like it was like they were gonna face each other, and one of them's gonna win. There, that team's gonna win the Super Bowl. Like everybody went into that AFC Championship game saying this is the Super Bowl because these are the two best teams. And nobody else can beat them except for these two. These two can just beat each other. But this year, it really feels like anybody can beat anybody. I I I can't I can't go into a game being like, ah, this team's probably like a complete lock to win this game. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. A I mean, point. That, that's just my opinion. I mean, obviously. The NFC is just fucking stacked. So there's like this, like even the Saints, dude. Like I felt pretty confident they were going to beat the Niners, and the Niners came back and won that game. That that was a crazy game. We'll get to that here in a little bit as well. Let's move on to the next Bengals and Browns game. I really didn't watch much of it. The only news really coming out of Cleveland is Baker Mayfield running his mouth again on how OBJ probably had surgery this offseason and he would have missed one to two games. But I think the reality is OBJ just doesn't want to be there. He was expecting to be a 49er this offseason. That's where he thought he was going to go. He thought he was going to San Francisco. It didn't happen. He goes to Cleveland. It's not going well. He doesn't like it. I fully expect him to be traded again. I know Jay Glazer's already come out with that kind of storyline and got everything rolling. I 100% believe it. I 100% think that he's is not a Cleveland Brown next year. It just it's not working out. It's not good. He's not doing anything to be distractive, but for some reason he fucking is. He's literally minding his own goddamn business, and people are creating stories. I don't. I think it's stupid. I think it's so stupid. There's no way he's there next year. Yeah, I'm with you. I and what happens to the Browns narrative when he's gone? Because last year it was like that's what put them over the top. If he's gone, like, 
I don't know. Like, I just don't think, and maybe the Browns would be better just because then they'll they can play that underdog role again. But I think that's what I was getting ready to say. I think yeah. they'll be better. Yeah, because if he's gone, like maybe they'll whoever their head coach is will finally just be like, all right, listen, running team, Baker Mayfield, do me a favor, keep your mouth shut, go to the back of the line. These uh, press conferences are now going to be Nick Chubb, not you. A one hundred percent. That's exactly what it should be. Give Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, this is his last season. Like he's gonna go. He's gonna go and be a starter somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Damn. I wonder where. God. Tampa Bay. Fuck it. Tampa Bay. Oh. Nick Foles and Kareem Hunt. Tampa Bay. God, that would be awesome. Get that Nick Foles contract off the books. <laughs> of course you think about getting that contract off the book for the fucking Jaguars. Oh, I love it. Um, Redskins and Packers. Close game for the Packers. You talked about any team can be beat this year. The Redskins almost did it. Like I don't I don't know what the difference has been for the Redskins the last couple weeks, but they had a close game with the Packers. Like that game was close. They only, the Packers only won by five points. They won by fifteen points. Bullshit. I thought the score was 15 to 10. What? The Packers and Redskins game. Yeah. Yeah. What did the fuck did I see? <laughs> what did you see? This game was a fucking blowout. <laughs> uh, no. Yes, it was. It was a blowout, and the Redskins scored 20 to 15. Dude, the Redskins scored with like three seconds left. To make this look like a close game. Final score, 20 to 15. I said 10 to 15. Still got the five-point difference. Okay, I, I understand that. Like, you're going off of the final score, though. What I'm saying is, like, the Packers had this game in the books the entire game because the Redskins score late. I mean, they scored with a minute left in the game to get it to a, a one-score game. It was a two-score game the entire game. I'm just saying it was closer than I expected it to be, whether okay, they scored fair. late or not. That's fair, because I obviously thought they were going to cover. So I, I can't fight you on that. Uh, I thought the Packers, I mean, offense wasn't putting up the points, but they were getting plenty of yards. Uh, again, they started going back to the Aaron Jones show, which is good. Uh, they need to let They need to ride that train. So I'm with you there. Darius Geis goes down with the knee injury as well. I thought that was another kind of topic there. Yeah. Um, I think he's out for the year. Or um, at least out next week. Um, Lions and Vikings, I saw nothing of this game except a cool sideline catch from Diggs. That's it. Trees, do you have anything for this game? Um, it was a pretty boring game, actually. Um. The offense for Minnesota really didn't get anything going. It felt like every time the Dalvin Cook started getting something rolling, they decided to try to pass it, and he Cousins would either get sacked or have to like throw it away or something, and it would just stall the drive. Um, a lot of carries for Cook, though, even with him coming off the injury. Uh, Madison had a good – Madison just looks so good when he's running the ball. They've got a really, really good one-two punch with Cook and Madison. Uh, I think they should ride that more once uh, you start getting into playoff time. Awesome. Uh, next game here is going to be the 49ers and the Saints. This is a game that I went back and watched. Um, this was a close game. 
Pretty exciting game. This game was back and forth literally all the way through. Offenses, both creative geniuses and play calling from Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan. It was fantastic. It was awesome. You loved it. And then both defenses stepped up as well. This game was played fantastically on both sides for both teams. Jimmy Garoppolo was zipping the ball early. Like that first drive was just putting that ball in windows. Leads the team down the field, score. 49ers get in there. They they score right away. Um, the Saint, excuse me, the Saints scored right away. 49ers march down the field. They make it happen as well. And then one thing that I saw the 49ers do was stop Taysom Hill. Like they just kind of they like they knew if Taysom Hill's in the game, something's probably going him. I don't know what's taking everyone else so long to fucking figure that out. But when that dude runs onto the field, something's probably going to go to him. They could do try and do a sweep to the right. 49ers shut it down. Boom. You love it. Saints tight ends. Whether it was Jared Cook or the other dude. Had pretty good games. Jared Cook had two touchdowns to start the game off. Bam, bam. 14. They're to the Saints. I think he got injured. Is there any update on that? He went down early in the game. Yeah, and he didn't come back. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a concussion, and uh, I haven't heard anything since. Okay. I haven't really heard much either, so I just wanted to double-check. Um, The Jimmy G deep shot down the middle of the field, dude, he was lucky. Like, that could have easily been an interception. I know it's easy to say, like, oh, it could have gone either way, but, I mean, the, the Saints defenders just lost tracking of their footing. I mean, it was just pitiful. Sanders falls down, gets back up, runs it in the end zone. Smart by him to keep running after falling down after the catch. Um, what else do I got here? The 49ers play action was just deadly the whole game. Their little reverse that they did, the reverse throw from Sanders that turned into a touchdown to the running back most likely who it was. That was awesome. And then that fullback option play where Jimmy Garoppolo hands it off and then he pitches it, and then literally just gets depleted. And that dude was laid out. Have you seen that highlight? I'm sure you have. I, I mean, I watched the game, so yeah. Oh. I watched that play like five times. It was freaking nuts. That dude just de-fucking-cleated right on his back. Uh, like I said, both teams had a great game. The offensive play calling was awesome. George Kittle's effort at the end of the game is really what won it for the 49ers. Was able to get that 15-yard face mask penalty, and it sets up a game-winning field goal, which was almost blocked. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. No, and that's all I got, folks. That's all, folks. Um, so <laughs> you were like so quiet and hesitant, like, "Oh, will he get this?" I get it. Yeah, I didn't know if you. Were, I mean, you're a lot younger than I am. I don't know if you all, you watched Looney Tunes or not, dude. That's all I did growing up, freaking Looney Tunes, man. All right, well then, never mind. I thought a shotgun could blow a hole into a tree several times and chop it down little by little. Yeah. Turns out you really can't do that. You can't do that. That shit comes back. <laughs> yep, for sure. <laughs> Fast. Um, the big news is, though, the Niners got beat the fuck up in this game. They have a lot of injuries that um, you hope doesn't derail their season. Uh, obviously, they luckily, they have a game up. They just need to be healthy for Week 17 at this point. But uh, with Sherman going down, their center going down, uh, D. Ford got hurt again. I mean, they just got a lot of key players that are hurt. So it'll be interesting to see how, see how they recover there. Um, this running game is just unreal for the Niners. They just need—I mean, they gotta just be like, let us play at home, 
or in a dome in the playoffs, and we will not be beat. Like they're like, we will use our running game and this speed to kill you guys with Moster and uh, Brita. Like those two will just dominate everybody. The Niners probably got to be like, man, why do we why do we pay these running backs? We just we don't need to. Like we can just do whatever. We can just find these guys off the street. Um, obviously McKinnon's going to be gone next year. It'll be interesting what happens with Coleman. I think with the injury history of those guys, like they'll keep Coleman there, even though he's a little bit pricier. He's not that bad to be honest, but, um, a little bit pricier than the other guy guys, uh, Debo Samuel, dude, he's starting to come out, man. Fantastic game for him. Yeah. He's starting to play very, very well. Uh, so happy to see that from him and from the saint side, they got to just get Kamara rolling, man. Like, it is oh. the weirdest season. Like, he has, like, one touchdown. And, like, he's not breaking off these huge runs. He's not, like, breaking tackles like we're used to seeing the first couple years. It's almost like he, he may have put on, like, extra weight to try to be so he can carry the load. And I don't know if this is certain. Like, I don't know what his weight is now compared to last year. But it kind of feels like he put on a little bit more to make sure he could take the beating of a full season being the guy and it maybe just threw him off just a little bit. So um, we'll see you there. And uh, breaking news, Michael Thomas is really good at football. No, like that was, a, that was another great thing about this game is as much as back and forth as it was like the top players for each team made plays when it mattered the most. Yeah, for sure. It was awesome. I hope we see it in an NFC match, like rematch. Yeah. This, but I got a little bit of a hot take here later. The Niners have had two amazing games. If you're a Niners fan, even though you lost against the Ravens, that's two very exciting games in a row. And three out of four, because four weeks ago you played the Seahawks. And given you lost that one too. But, like, that's exciting games. And as, you're, as a fan, you got to love that. I saw someone tweet the other day that the 49ers are either – Contending for a Super Bowl or so far away from it, it's not even funny. But there's no in between. There's They're no even having a fantastic season, or they just are total dog shit. And when I, I read that, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that's like that's correct." So yeah. if you're a Niners fan, it's a great time to be it. They're playing great games. They just went through a tough stretch. I think their next game is at home. I believe they're at home at their next game, but I'm not positive. So they instead of me being not positive about some, what. They are against the Falcons. Thank oh. you. Okay. Oh, that's a win. Um, the Dolphins versus the Jets, a game that the Dolphins almost won. But I think there was a late call at the end of the game that really pissed off Brian Flores, gave the Jets the win. The Jets were unable to cover, so Trees wins this match as the Jets were favored by five and a half because I've told myself numerous times this season, I'm done picking the Dolphins. So here we go. Trees gets another one. I don't really have anything else to add to this game. Yeah, this was a snooze fest. Way too many field goals, not enough touchdowns. I don't want to talk about it. Speaking about another game, uh, the Colts and the Bucks. The Buccaneers won. And the Colts and the Buccaneers have the same record, believe it or not. Six and seven. That's absurd. Yeah. The Adam Bucks. And Jerry and Paris Campbell both announced to go on IR today. Yeah. Vinatieri career most likely over. Hate to see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. This game was crazy. I was watching a lot of this game. Um, a lot of big plays, and I don't know what happened to the Colts, man. Like, I don't know what happened, dude. We were on radio 
not even a month ago, and you're like, yeah, they're contenders, and I couldn't argue it. Like I was just like, yeah, I can see what you're saying, and now all of a sudden we're like, they're so far from contenders. Oh, it's so bad. They look awful. They have like nothing on the offensive side of the ball anymore. Yeah. There's just nothing to show for it. it. Um, I actually saw this on Twitter the other day too. It's funny how like the Colts recently and then the Patriots, they can draft every fucking position and find diamonds in the rough everywhere except for offensive playmakers. Just can't <laughs> draft them. Like these two teams like are struggling so much on drafting guys to make a difference in like wide receiver areas or running back areas. And given Mac's been fine, like Mac, I shouldn't say that. I mean, both teams have good running backs, but they're not great, but especially wide receivers. Like they're just struggling. I saw someone tweet, like speaking of the Patriots, not finding like playmakers. Someone said, I saw someone say somewhere that the Patriots need to move on from Sony Michelle. That project's not working at running back. What? Did you watch the fucking postseason last year? Exactly. He's the reason you won. Yeah. Some fans are just idiots. The fact that Tom Brady got booed, I'll talk about it here in a little bit. Next game, Broncos versus the Texans. Um, I'm worried about the Broncos right now because they went in and destroyed the Houston Texans. And they're coming to Kansas City next week. Drew Locke is a Kansas City native right here in Lee's Summit is where he's from. Grew up a Chiefs fan. Playing for the Broncos, had a fantastic last couple weeks. I'm honestly worried he's going to come in and just light it up. Or the Chiefs, or hopefully he just sucks ass. I mean, he went to Mizzou. He's from here. It's just one of those games where you kind of have a feeling where, like, the Chiefs played a big matchup against the Patriots, and they're going to come in going, and it's the Broncos, and they're going to drop. I just, I just have that feeling. I just have that little feeling in the back of my head. I'm just not I mean, liking they've, it. They've already, they, they just won the division. So, yeah. Most likely. It'll probably happen. Just saying. I don't know what the fuck happened to the Texans. That's another team. Like the AFC South. <laughs> Except for the Tennessee Titans. Go ahead. What is it? Tennessee Titans what? Yeah, fuck, this. fuck the Titans. There he is. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of them, they come out with the win over the, the uh, Oakland Raiders. Ryan Tannehill, not only can he uh, can he light it up, probably going to be the future of the Tennessee Titans for a little bit, but boy, can he tackle. Yeah. You're going to run down the field there, Mr. Brown? Whammy! Comes yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Dude, <laughs> that hit was impressive. That was another play that I watched probably about five or six times because the way his body, I don't think I've ever seen a guy that big get hit by a dude, by a quarterback, and their body just bends with it. It was just like... Oh shit! And then just wham on the ground. Oh, it was great. I loved it. Okay, I'm gonna say this one time, one time only, and then we're gonna just move on and just act like it didn't happen. Okay? All right. I fucking love the way the Titans play football right now. I fucking love it. They're so much fun to watch. Okay, let's move on to the Chiefs game. How do they play? They fucking are tough on defense. Run it down your throat. Play action fake. Got a running a quarterback that can run the ball, throw it deep, hit crossing routes. Not scared to step up into the pocket, get lit up, and still throw a deep ball. I mean that ninety-one yard touchdown, dude got hit in the fucking chin. Didn't matter. Just threw a bomb, caught touchdown, celebrate. <laughs> I it. love it. <laughs> We're done. I don't want to talk about it. Jared Clark throws the ball away on a fourth down. 
Hasn't he done that before? Wait, what? Derek Carr into the game. Oh yes, he has. Derek Carr's trash. And yeah, a four-down play throws the ball away. Hasn't he done that before? Yes, he has. Wasn't it against the Titans as well? I don't know who it was against. I, so I can't say yes or no. Just what an idiot. There's no way he's the quarterback next year. I know. <laughs> like John Green is probably sitting in his office, like probably right now in this moment, just watching that play over, going, what are, what are you doing, man? What, what are you doing, man? Yeah. What are you doing? And then he's probably like, that Ryan, didn't he call him like Tannehill? Ryan <laughs> Tannehill over here just dominating my team. <laughs> probably like wishing he was his quarterback. I need, a, I need a guy like him. I need a tough guy like him. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I love, I love the way he plays. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> man. Uh, they're fa- Speaking of another team that's just falling apart. Dude, there's a lot of teams that are like, Fuck it, we're out. Let's just tank as as best as possible. Like, let's try to get a top six pick. Um, there's a lot of teams in that scenario right now. I thought I thought you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to just start listing everybody off. That's oh, why I was I, looking I at mean, you. I gladly can. I mean, Cardinals, Raiders, uh, Colts right now, Dolphins and Jets both. Lions, Redskins, Jags, obviously the Bengals, uh, the Panthers feel like that right now. Falcons, I can't say because they're actually winning games sometimes, but um, so I can't say them. Uh, but all those teams, I mean, I just probably just named off like nine or ten teams right there. <laughs> he definitely did. That's good. <laughs> all of them. All of them. All just of them fall apart. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. I mean, but seriously, though, like a lot of them look like they just don't give a fuck anymore. They're just like, we're out. Like, let's let's literally try to get the draft, best draft pick possible. I agree with you. That's a good good analysis there because it's going to be a crazy race to number one. Like, that wasn't me being a smartass. That's me being like 100% agreeing. You mean two, right? Like, one's locked. For the Bengals, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they have a two-game two game lead right now, right? They wait till they beat the Patriots. And, yeah, they play the Patriots next week. So, I mean, they basically got it locked in. <laughs> what if they win that game? We'll talk about it Thursday. The internet would break. Oh, it would break. I would love – oh, my God. It would be I love it. Okay, speaking of the Patriots, Patriots. Played last night. Played last yesterday afternoon. That first drive by the New England Patriots turned out to be a lucky one. Two third down. Tom Brady throws the ball down the field. Pass interference. Goes that way for the Patriots. All of a sudden they throw a flea flicker. Touchdown. I don't fucking get it. It happens. They can just trick play themselves down the field and it works out for them. That's pretty much how the game started for them. Mahomes got hurt early. Hurts that right hand. Throws an interception. Not a good look. Chiefs defense is what stepped up. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Chiefs defense is the reason for their wins at the end of December or in December and the end of November, I would kind of go, you know what? I think you're a little crazy because I watched what they did last January and they fucking sucked. Right now, this defense is looking stellar. The pass rush is there from several players. The secondary has got it figured out. The cornerbacks, they're not anything fantastic, but they're doing just enough and being just good enough to keep this team rolling in the right direction. Um, 
Tano Passanio comes down with another blocked field goal. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what special teams coordinators have figured out, but there have been so many blocked field goals this season, more than I can remember. I remember when, like, no one blocked a field goal. If someone blocked a field goal, it was number one on SportsCenter, and we were talking about it. That was, like, three years ago. This year, I, there's got to be at least 10-plus blocked field goals. It's insane. I like it. It's enjoyable, and it's fun. But here we go. Patrick Mahomes, that touchdown pass that he had to McCole Hardman, he threw that ball before McCole Hardman even broke to the left. He saw it coming. It was kind of underthrown. I'm glad the cornerback didn't turn around because it would have been a second interception of the game. But it's not what happened. McCool Hardman catches that ball, avoids a defender, and then outraces the safety to the end zone. Great play by the Chiefs, exactly what they needed to get on the board, and they were just rolling from there. The Travis Kelsey touchdown that he had where he goes into the Wildcat formation and Patrick Mahomes just takes that step back, I thought that was really cool. It was awesome to see Andy Reid just kind of get a little dicey with it. Like, you know what? You want to sit here and throw flea flickers? Guess what we can do? Travis Kelsey, touchdown. Another thing that I noticed for the New England Patriots, Stephon Gilmore was getting called early on that holding play. Like the, his holding and pass interference, the thing I've been bitching about all year and how he just gets away with it. Oh, Stephon Gilmore is like the best corner in the league. Well, when you watch his game, he's holding everybody. He just It's ridiculous. He gets called on it a little bit. Sammy Watkins isn't pushing him all the way out of bounds. Gets pretty much to get in a little struggle or whatever you want to call it, tidfit on the sideline. Uh Sammy Watkins, Stephon just didn't like it. Sammy Watkins loved it. I loved it. It was great. Moving on here. The Patriots got a blocked punt. Of course they did. Just when you think the Chiefs are going to figure it out, here come the Patriots just making plays. But what killed them was going 3-12 and 12 on third downs. 3-12 for 12 on third downs. And a big reason was Chris Jones. I already mentioned that pass rush earlier. But that's kind of what kept everything going for the Chiefs was being able to stop the Patriots on third down. And with, like I mentioned with the Patriots making plays, that Travis Kelsey fumble was a fantastic play by McCourty. Have you seen that replay, Trees? Yes. The fact that you have the mental capacity to be pulling down a large human being and take your other hand to swipe at the ball, let alone think about doing it but succeeding with it, is fantastic. That's what just makes the Patriots so good year in and year out. But that play gets called dead. Patriots fans erupted. That could have been a touchdown. We should have scored. Honestly, I don't think that's a touchdown. I think I think he gets tackled, whether it's by Tyreek Hill or the other two Chiefs defenders that are right there, or the offensive players that were right there. I don't think he's going to score. I think he gets in a good field position, but I do not think he scores. And that's a play that, Trees, you can relate to a couple years ago where the Jaguars should have had a touchdown to send themselves to the Super Bowl. Play gets called dead, can't figure it out, and you lose. This yep. was a nice game for Chiefs fans or just anyone watching to go, you know what? It's nice to see some of these calls not go towards the Patriots. Yeah. It felt great. It was awesome. That last play by Breland, he knew the ball was going to Edelman. Does everything he can. He plays it perfectly. No pass interference. No defensive holding. Runs with him. It's like he knew exactly what the play was going to be. It was awesome. Fantastic play. Chiefs come away with the win. I loved it. Like That's just been my saying today. I love it. It was great. Trees, anything you want to say to this game? Uh. And I know the Patriots' defense is really good, but I actually wanted to see more from the Chiefs' offense. Um, I was actually way more impressed with the Chiefs' defense than I was with the Chiefs' offense. Um, 
there there's something just different about this Chiefs offense this year than that I feel like is missing from what last year was. And I I don't have like stats to back this up. I just like watching them like last year and even earlier in the year, I felt like, okay. Chiefs are scoring every fucking drive. Like, you're just hoping that you can f- somehow hold them to a field goal. Hope that they slow down in the red zone. And this year, I just don't necessarily feel that way. And I don't know if it's, like, the running game's just not going. And so, like, some play action's not happening. I don't know if, like, it's because they've had so many injuries with Hill and all those guys that they just, they're not all clicking and they're not all on the same page. But... I don't know. It's something weird that I they really do need to figure out in the next three weeks. You talked about the Ravens, like how somebody can figure them out. Like somebody, if the Chiefs don't get rolling again, they're going to be able to get slowed down on the offensive side. They need to get going to what they were last year, in my opinion. I I think the large part is is Mahomes being injured. Like okay, he hasn't been missing games, but he's been injured. Like he's been hobbled. He hurt his hand early this game. I think that did play a key component in it. And another one is his offensive line is not as good. They've regressed. I mean, we did only with injuries. Mitchell Schwartz is not playing as well. The doctor, the right guard, is not playing very well. It's just there's some weaknesses along that offensive line right now that's not so hot. And then it's just it's kind of like the running like the running backs. There's just there's not been anything consistent there. So I think that's just been kind of the thing that's hobbling. The Chiefs, honestly, to this point. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next game, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at home against or traveling to the Cardinals, and Duck Hodges is undefeated as a Steelers quarterback. Good for him. Love to see it for him. And the Steelers have a chance at the playoffs. I think it's going to come between down to them and the Bills and the Titans for whoever kind of sneaks into that last that last couple round, uh, wild card spots. But whoever does is in a position to make some noise and kind of disrupt the playoff seating or disrupt who goes further into the playoffs. It's going to be exciting to see that come down in. Trace, anything you want to add to that game? Um, Let's see here. Uh, Kyler Murray's about 250 yards away from winning me some money, so that's nice on that season, season-long season bet. They uh, also win a bet against you because you said that wasn't going to happen, so thanks for that, Austin. Appreciate that. Did he already uh, go over it? No, he needs like 250 yards on for the rest of the season. I got nothing to say. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for Sunday night. Steelers versus Bills. Those two teams are right now are currently five and six in the playoffs. Like you said, Titans right behind them. Titans on a roll, so they're probably going to win. So a loss from like the Steelers would make it so the Titans jumped. But man, that's going to be a battle, and it's going to be awesome to watch. It's going to be an exciting game, honestly. It really is. Um. You want to get into this next game? I want you to go first. Seahawks and Rams. Get it. Um, Rams got their swagger back. I texted you that last night. Uh, they look good. And it was crazy to watch. They were not playing Cooper Cup or Brandon Cooks at all. I think they uh, Brandon Cooks played something like 15% of the plays. And Cooper Cup only played like 35% of the plays. They were going two tight end set, two wide receiver set, and it was Reynolds and it was Woods. Woods. And it's because those two can block better than the other two. And then if the other guys are in, you kind of know that there's a better chance it's going to be a pass. When it's those two, 
you're running it. Those guys can do a lot of good blocking, and then the play action opens up, and that's how those guys are open. Uh, they said this on the on the airing of the game, so it's nothing breaking news here, but uh, the Higby, their tight end, game changer. Game changer what he's doing. Uh, he, I think he was like one of the first tight ends for them in I don't know how many years going over 100 yards there, so that was awesome for them. And uh, the defense is kind of starting to figure it all out. Their defense, I think, ever since they've gotten Ramsey, they jumped up from like middle of the pack. I think they were like 18 or 19th in passing defense all the way up to seventh, sixth or seventh now. So, um, yeah, he may not be getting the interceptions and stuff, but he is he for sure is helping out that pass defense. And if it's guarding the number one receiver for an extra second to let that defensive line get there, whatever it is, like he's he's causing a difference for sure. And um, you just wonder, is it a little too late for him? They're still they're like a game out, but man, they're that NFC East or that NFC, sorry, is just so deep. Uh, they they would need to catch up to the Vikings. They're a game behind the Vikings right now. Uh, they're like three games behind the Seahawks, so that's they're probably not catching them. So it's basically them or the Vikings at this point. So remember that hot take I said I had earlier that I was going to wait on? Yep. The Rams find themselves away to the playoffs and into the NFC Championship game. There you go. They are fit. They have figured it out. Their defense is stellar the last couple weeks. Like I said, I think I went solo last the when I went last episode. Yeah, last yeah. Episode. I had mentioned how that game against Arizona is exactly what they needed. That was a perfect game for them to get everything figured out on offense and get their defense reset. And it's just it carried on to this week. They looked fantastic against the Seahawks. Todd Gurley was rolling, was running over everybody. The Rams defense was just, like I said, just stellar. Jared Goff looked a lot better. Everything was just flowing for them. And the Seahawks were just making mistakes. Like anything they needed just wasn't going. Rashad Penny goes down with an ACL injury. You don't like to see that. Pretty good one-two deal between him and Carson there. It was like that seeing that kind of develop on. Uh, Russell Wilson just had a tough day at the office, man. Just things like drop snaps, like mishandles, passes down the field just not being caught, not really on target, late interception that just ended that sealed the game for the Rams. Like it was just it was tough for them. But Todd Gurley is starting to get his carries. And I said all early in this like early in the season, like they're just saving him till the end. They're saving him till the end. Like they have saved him till the end. And now they're just gonna freaking let him go wild. Like they figured out their set. They figured out what receivers can block. What they're what they're going to succeed in, and Sean McVay is just going to have this team rolling in the rest of December, and I think they're going to get in the playoffs, and they're going to make a lot of noise, and I think they're going to shake teams up because, like you said, the 49ers are getting kind of beat up, not doing so hot. Seahawks, their offensive line's just terrible. Like they they got just destroyed this week. Someone in the playoffs, no, it doesn't. Like every team in the NFC's defensive line is solid. So if they get in and cause enough disruption to Russell Wilson, that's going to be a mess. Where are we at? The Saints, that's only about the other team I worry about. The Vikings are beatable. The Packers are beatable. Who else is in there that I'm not talking about? The Cowboys, the Eagles. The Eagles are losing to the fucking Giants right now. Yeah. Are they still? Yes. Like The NFC East is a dumpster fire. It is. It's really bad. It's Okay, so 
you're saying that they make it make a run, which hey, I'm fine with. Um, who, what team do you have getting out then? What team do you say does not make the playoffs then? That's currently would be. I mean, you have to say either the Vikings or the Packers. That's that's what I'm thinking because who's going to win that division? It's coming yeah, who, like who, who wins Week 16 between those two? I think it's the Packers. Yeah, and I think it knocks the Vikings out. All right, I'm going to still stick with my season beginning of the season when I said the Vikings win that division. Uh, I actually still think I actually think the six teams that would make the playoffs in the NFC make the playoffs. But I think it's very, very close. I think that it's that week 17 game. We're all watching at the edge of our seats to see do one of these teams like the Vikings slip or Vikings or Packers slip up a game and cost them a chance at the playoffs. So um, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting end of the year. Yeah. Week 17, Seattle versus 49ers is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that game. Uh, oh, man. It's almost draft season, dude. If, it's crazy. It's fucking week 14, dude. I know. Yeah. L- look Thanks. at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, I think that does it for us. Again, we will start doing some... Bowl game predictions, I guess you can call it, uh, here in the next week. And then, uh, obviously, we'll keep doing our NFL stuff. And, uh, I mean, we should start getting into some deep playoff predictions and matchups and stuff like that. That's going to be super fun once that's more decided, us really diving into it and kind of figuring out the strengths and weaknesses of every team. So excited for that. Uh, AC, you got anything else? No, ma'am, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you. Cool. Sweet. All right. Thanks, everybody. And tonight we've been talking football.
We'll be right back.